G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. One of those issues that continues to fester in the background of Australian society and in fact cultures around the world is the growing incidence of sexual abuse that happens to children via the internet. In fact, it's regarded as a new pandemic, paid-per-view, real-time abuse of babies, infants and children. Melinda Tankard-Reist from Collective Shout has been campaigning for some regulation that might help put a stop to this new level of abuse. She's joining us today. Melinda, welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me again, Neil. Melinda, just remind us just how significant this issue is, and it seems to be a growing uh, pandemic as it's described. It certainly is, Neil. It's known as live distant child abuse. Uh, I've recently called it pay-per-view torture, where a man in in, a, in one country, um, including Australia, will commission the real-time live abuse of a child, usually in the Philippines and usually living in poverty and they will derive derive pleasure from that. I mean, it's almost incomprehensible that we're talking about the violent rape of, of children, five, six and seven-year-olds and other very violent acts against these children. It's a $1 billion a year industry in the Philippines. There's an estimated 10,000 victims so far, 194 Australian have been identified as being used in online child sexual exploitation. So it's a, it's a pretty significant uh, crime and it's getting bigger, it's getting worse. And Melinda, it's not an easy topic to talk about. It's not easy to even say those words and have them broadcast on the radio, uh, that these things actually happen. But unless we do talk about them, no one will take any action. Uh, and oh, I, right, imagine yes. that, I imagine that when you speak to audiences, uh, people might be squirming in their seat thinking, does this stuff really happen? Mm. Well, it's very well documented now that uh, we're talking about the... Um, global sexual abuse of children live streamed around the world. And it was documented recently by Anti-Slavery Australia in a very significant report, the first of its kind. And that report was called uh, Behind the Screen Online Child Exploitation in Australia, revealing the alarming scope of online child exploitation. And, you know, it, it is distressing reading. Of course it is. But... We have to know what's going on if we're going to be in a position uh, to take action. Melinda, you mentioned, I think you said 195 Australians have been Mm. identified as being involved in this type of practice. Australian children have been identified. There's 194 Australian children identified as being victims of this uh, global cybercrime against children. 
And, of course, uh, perpetrators are all over the world. And Mm. this sort of thing is just allowed to run rampant in our society because Internet service providers are not required to legally pass on information to police. It's, 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 It's really hard to believe that Australia's ISPs and telcos have not wanted to cooperate with police. Uh, police have been stymied in their investigations. They haven't been able to make arrests because they're missing the vital data that only the ISPs and the telcos can uh, provide. And uh, my organisation, Collective Shout, along with uh, International Justice Mission Anti-Slavery Australia, have been calling on the telcos to cooperate with law enforcement authorities. These telcos are profiting from the global crime of child sexual abuse. They're providing the infrastructure for this abuse to actually happen. And if I could quote uh, a, a police officer who was uh, quoted on the, on the 730 report recently, uh, she said that where police don't get the information that they need, AFP Commander Lisa Gale responded, It stops, it ceases, it means we can't do anything more. It means if there is a child that's been exploited, that nothing further can be done. Now, what does that mean? This means that a child won't be rescued and an abuser can keep on abusing. There's a lack of clarity relating to the legal obligations of ISPs and what they have to provide to police. And the NXT Senator Sky Kokochi-Moore has actually flagged amendments, hopefully to be removed in the next sitting period uh, to tighten this up and to force the telcos to exercise their social duty to do more to assist the AFP in tracking uh, abusers of possibly the most heinous crime imaginable. Now, it's a shame that they're having to be forced to do that through legislation. It would have been good if the telcos had said voluntarily, look, we want to fix this, we want to cooperate Uh, will provide the information rather than, uh, in my opinion, protecting the abuser, uh, protecting the privacy of the abuser over the, you know, child that's the real victim here. People would be very disturbed to contemplate even the possibility that, because you have this circumstance where if in a counselling situation someone was disclosing that they were involved in a pedophilia issue, then somehow or other there would need to be some sort of mandatory reporting to police. There's even been this issue with the Catholic Church of recent times talking about their confessional. And here we have... ISP, internet service providers who would know of these sites, know that they're being accessed, Mm -hmm. gathering all sorts of, I imagine you call it metadata, about Mm -hmm. the transactions that are going on, and they don't have to tell police. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary, isn't it? Uh, They only cooperate in a small number of cases. And we're talking here about Telstra, Optus, IINet and TPG. You know, they could come out now and say, we're going to cooperate. We agree that the rape of children is, is a heinous crime. Now, we're talking about babies as young as three months old that have been uh, sexually tortured. What corporation would want to be associated uh, with that? You know, if, if, if a child was being raped on the Telstra's boardroom table, they'd, they'd do something to stop it. Uh, why, isn't, why aren't these corporations doing everything possible to cooperate with law enforcement and to stop perpetrators, abusers, using 
the telco's infrastructure to commit these crimes. Well, Melinda, uh, one might think that, as you were indicating, there might be some voluntary involvement in this, but that tends not to happen. It's why you need to pursue some sort of path of legislation. You're in the process of doing that now. Yes, well, we've been supporting the amendments to be moved by the NXT Senator Sky Kokoshi-Moore, whose flag amendments to require ISPs to comply. Uh, we trust that those amendments will go through. Uh, so far, there has been um, bipartisan support has been ex- expressed uh, in a recent Senate inquiry and we hope that those will go through without any problem at all. And then, and then we need to see the, the cooperation. We need to see the ISPs uh, cooperate in every possible way so that we can uh, catch more of these abusers, stop the abuse happening, rescue the children and, uh, and, and do more to stop it. There's other things that need, need to change too, other legislation like the Telecommunications Act. Uh, which has a very weak wording that says telcos will, uh, quote-unquote, do their best, you know, which just is not strong enough. And we'd also like to see the eSafety Commission, Commissioner given more compliance powers in this area. So there's, there's still more to be done, but the passage of these amendments in the next uh, sitting would be, you know, an excellent start. How do you want people listening to our conversation today to respond, mm. uh, to take mm. some level of action? I mean, what sort of things yes. can ordinary people do uh, to yes. help this process along? Well, if people want to get really informed about it, they can have a look at my, my piece published by ABC Religion and Ethics called Why Are Australian Telcos and ISPs Enabling a Child Sexual Abuse uh, Pandemic? And that will then give them links to the report I mentioned, the Behind the Screen report. It'll give them links to the IJM uh, submission on the issue and other content that will help them to then lobby. They can contact their MPs and, and ask them to vote in favour of these amendments. Uh, they can then write to uh, the, the relevant ministers, a justice minister, communication a minister, and they can just help to create awareness around it, support the agencies that are working in this space, like International Justice Mission, which does remarkable, amazing work in this field around the world, uh, Anti-Slavery Australia as well, you know, producing significant research, uh, support the agencies on the ground that are engaging in rescue and rehabilitation uh, of these tiny victims of uh, global exploitation, child torture, child sexual abuse, and doing more to beef up to support uh, increased penalties of these abusers. If you read my piece, you'll see that um, the penalties are really low. Uh, some men have got off with community service. Uh, they get a, a fraction of the crime um, of the of the um, penalties that others that others receive. Um, I have a whole section on that in my article about lower sentences for pay-per-view torture. It's not treated the same way as, uh, say, a man going over to those countries and abusing those children. Uh, if he's sitting behind a screen and commissioning it, uh, he doesn't get the same kind of penalty. But really, you know, he's still complicit. He's still involved. He's still procuring the abuse. Uh, and enjoying that abuse. And so we're calling for an increase in penalties as well. So there's lots of ways people can get involved. Uh, Check out my article and then also join up to Collective Shout, of course.
I'll point people to the Collective Shout website. Simply Google Collective Shout and there is an appeal that's running to to take up the fight here and uh, you'll be able to read the article that is being referred to there by Melinda Tankard-Reist who uh, no, leads... I'm so, collect- I'm so glad you mentioned our fundraising campaign. Okay, yep. Good on you. Look, uh, we would love, we need some financial support to run this campaign and to bring ISPs to, to account uh, so, yes, we do have a, a current fundraising campaign uh, calling on people to help us out here, uh, to help us to, to really take this up to the highest levels and see some action. So I'm so grateful that you mentioned that as well. Collective Shout. Simply Google it. You'll find that detail. You'll be informed. You'll be able to support that appeal too. Melinda tankard Reist, thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. That's a pleasure, Neil. Thanks so much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.